Come on. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Stacy Miller. Stacy, are you ready to do this? Yes, George, I am. Thank you for having me. Yeah, excited to excited to have you on. Stacy is a fee-only fiduciary wealth advisor. She is a certified financial planner and a partner with Bright Investments. I'm excited to have you on. Stacy, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. Um, thank you again for having me. Um, I, uh, I think I'll start with I am a proud military spouse. Um, I've been married for almost 26 years to a newly retired U.S. Army veteran. Nice. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have two children, both boys in college, uh, sort of right now, <laughs> right. Um, given uh, the pandemic that we have. They've been in college in my home. Um uh, I'm originally from Massachusetts. I have moved 14 times during the course of our marriage wow. uh, all over the place. Um, and I'm now living in Tampa, Florida, which is a great place to live. Um, as you mentioned, a partner with Bright Investments and a certified financial planner. And, um, you know, my experiences uh, being a military spouse, uh, with my husband in, in leadership roles um, has given me the opportunity to support military families for um, decades. And um, those experiences through a lot of life's major transitions, like relocation, which I already mentioned, um, like life and death, which is um, very commonly associated, unfortunately, with um, the military, uh, and like retirement, which um, we've just gone through for my husband, um, that the, these experiences have profoundly impacted my role as a wealth advisor and a financial planner. And um, so that's kind of my why, um, why I'm doing this and, and uh, heading in the direction that I'm heading. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. So and we are having this conversation on May 26th, just so everybody sort of has an idea. And hopefully this this is uh, towards the end of the pandemic, but but we, we have no idea. So... So you've moved sure. four, 14 sure. times. That That is, I, I mean, I, I think you should start a blog or just write a book about about how to <laughs> how to manage a relationship and then raise kids through all those moves. So I think you certainly are a, I, I, certainly are an expert it's, uh, in, in, it's a in, very in transitions. Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. It's, um, it's a very common story for the military family, um, uh, you know, n- not unlike the thousands and thousands of other military families that have done it. And, and it's not just moving down the street, of course. It's, you know, generally speaking, coast to coast to coast to coast. That's the way they like to do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's made us a, a resilient and uh, <laughs> interesting group. Yeah, I, I believe it. So when we're talking about 
managing through life's transitions. I mean, this is something that I mean, some 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 of the transitions that 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 we go through are are planned, and unfortunately, many are not. And these are opportunities to make great decisions, or unfortunately, opportunities to make bad ones. And so, how 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 do you start that process? I mean, let's maybe perhaps break it into two. Maybe the planned transitions, and then having to manage through things that are sort of thrust upon us. Sure. So, um, yeah, transitions. Um, generally speaking, come with a lot of emotion mm. and a lot of financial insecurity. And um, oftentimes when those two pieces are moving together, you can certainly end on the poor decision-making side of, um, you know, making your way through it. And um, so, uh, you know, I always recommend that, um when you're having these emotional experiences, transitions, whatever they are, again, it can include things like, you know, moving cross country. Um, It can include things like losing a spouse. It can include things like retirement um, that you really need to gather help to separate the emotion from, you know, getting through the transition. I think that's really important. And, um, you know, whether it's a, you know, financial planner or someone that's helping you through, you need to be able to separate the emotion um, in order to successfully get to the other side of the transition. And in speaking about personal finances, of course, that's, that's to achieve, achieving whatever goal uh, is on the far side of that transition. Yeah, yeah, I certainly appreciate that, and it's fascinating that that the vast majority of the decisions we make financially, I think that we'd like to think that we make them logically, but we really do make them emotionally. And if we're not cognizant or mindful of that reality, well, then that's where we can make mistakes. Sure, absolutely. And uh, and you know, I I don't mean to laugh, but th- these are, I mean, I I would have to think that. Hopefully, just to talk about your personal situation and, and your husband retiring, and I'm grateful for everybody who served. So please thank him for his service. And what a what, thank you. what an exciting and maybe terrifying time. So how how, how has that process gone? Um, I'll tell you, I'm um, you know a certified financial planner. I have a lot of education um, in the financial industry and. Um, even knowing all of that going through it again, my emotions, um, you know, affected decisions in ways that I had to step back and say, wait a minute, (laughs) you know, let's put your CFP hat back on. Let's take your emotional hat back on. Uh, it's a challenge. And, um, there were surprises, um, all the way through the process, um, transitioning from the military into civilian life, while, you know, we still have our fingers in civilian life, you know, we, we live in a civilian community, not on a, a military base right now. Um, and so, you know, we've always been a part of the civilian community, but um, things are done differently. Um, there were things that uh, I wish I thought of doing 20 years ago, <laughs> thinking about retirement, that I, it was kind of a smack my head moment when, you know, when we were in the midst of retirement and, I thought, gee, we should have known better. 
Um, so it, it was it was quite the experience. It um, you know it took over the course of about a year from the time that he turned in his papers until he retired. Um, and then, you know, a year after that, we're still, you know, coping with the fact that he's retired. He's working now um, in, a, in another job. Um, but, you know, a lot of upheavals for our family, a lot of decisions had to be made, and um, a lot of 2020 hindsight that I have now um, that's applicable uh, not just to transitioning military families, or, you know, retiring military families, but, you know, retirement in general and, and how that has just such a profound impact on the family. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's the good stuff I want to hear about. <laughs> I want to hear about that head smacking <laughs> moment, that, 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 that 2020 <laughs> hindsight. Give me the good stuff, Stacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, that's full transparency. That, that's, that's one of the things that I promised in my uh, client relationships is full transparency. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's my own learning experiences. I'm, I'm not perfect. Uh, no one is. Nobody but, is. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, like I said, all of my experiences have led me to be um, smarter and more mindful uh, in helping my clients. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So, so really, what 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 are some of those things that you, you say? Okay, I really wish I would have been thinking about this um, twenty years ago. Sure, um, <clears throat> you know, I I mentioned I have two kids in college, and so they're they're benefiting from um, some of the things that I've learned. They're nineteen and twenty years old, and um, you know, we've had the conversation about. Um, you know, investing early uh, and you have more years to compound your um, returns and, and your interest. Um, and so, I, you know, I wish I started investing earlier um, than I did. I wish I was more consistent with my investments, um, you know, both for retirement and college and, and you know, whatever it was. Um and, uh, I, you know, I wish I had looked at uh, life insurance after the military. I, I always felt very secure with the fact that my husband had life insurance um, for himself um, because he was uh, quite often in um, hazardous duty scenarios, um, but never thought about when he was a young man, um, you know, healthy young man, getting additional insurance policies so when that policy went away we had alternatives so that's the smack my head moment i mm, referred to sure. um yeah. that you know i just was complacent in the security of knowing that i had that um and didn't think about uh you know after 27 years of military service that uh, you know, getting a life insurance policy at that age and, um, you know, with the medical conditions required m might not be the easiest thing in the world to get. So, um, like I said, you know, my, my kids, they have, you know, they have power of, power of attorneys for themselves. They are investing now in Roth IRAs. You know, they are doing all the things that, um, you know, I try to communicate to my clients, the younger ones in particular, um, to set themselves up for success so that when retirement comes, 
you know, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So I, I'm, I, I have to imagine that, that certainly the financial component to making decisions about a retiring military person, that that one is, is a difficult uh, decision, but probably easier than thinking about, well, what the heck am I going to do with, 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 with my time? Am I going to go back to work? So I'm curious how that, how, how that whole process went. These are, these are things that people, sure. that, that so, everybody really needs to be thinking about, right? It's not just somebody's retiring from the military, right. it's anybody. That's right. That's right. So um, right when you retire, the first question is, where will I have income? You know, how will I support myself after retirement? Is it I'm getting out of the job? Is it, um, you know, there's a pension and, and a lot of organizations don't offer pensions, but, you know, the military um, uh, still does. Um, it's a little different for the uh, younger service members still looking at retirement than it is for my husband, who's been in um, for such a long time. Um, you know, whether, it, you know, your income is coming from um, retirement savings, whatever it is, that, that's the question is where where is the income coming from? Right. And um, so those are the pieces that you have to think about. Now, my husband is um, too young to receive Social Security. That's another option, obviously, a few years down the road. Um, but th- those are the pieces that you have to to solve for. And um, like you said, they're the same, whether you're retiring from the military, you're retiring um, from, you know, the corporate world, uh, you have to figure out how am I going to support me? How am I going to support my family? Um, Where's the income coming from? And if there are gaps, how do we fill in those gaps? So, um, you know, all of that requires planning, um, you know, to do it well. And so that you have the opportunity to be secure in your finances, knowing that yes, you can retire and you'll be able to do the things that you want to do um, after retirement. Yeah. And that certainly makes sense, right? It's certainly, okay. I need to figure out that when I'm going to stop working, where the money's going to be coming from. When, when, when should people be thinking about that? Well, like I said, my 19 and 20 year old are thinking about it now. Yeah. Um, absolutely. If not yesterday, then today, um, because, uh, you know, nothing, nothing is sure. Um, you know, the stock market goes up and down. And so if you're investing, um, in, you know, for your retirement, you know, there, there's no, um, sure thing at the end of that. Um, you know, pe- pensions are really, really nice. Um, but there's just no sure thing. And so the best advice is to plan starting today um, and, uh, you know, reaching out for help if you need help uh, with, with finding those solutions. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. So who do you advocate that people talk with a financial advisor? I do, actually. Um I I read a study recently that kind of summarized my thoughts that um, I I don't have the information in front of me, but, you know, the study shows that, um, you know, people who utilize financial advisors feel more financially secure, um, you know, and that's that level of comfort allows them to be able to focus on you know, the two things that are most important to them, right? Working to earn that income and, um, you know, spending time with the things that they like to do or the people that they want to be with. Um, so, you know, if you can take that component out, 
and the best way to do that is to start early and to have a plan, um, then that financial security just uh, leads to, to better things going forward. Yeah, yeah, the more we can, especially because I think that, that financial financial worries it's it's number one cause of stress on people and so it's it's causing anxiety if it's in the back of our mind our minds and we're just we're not addressing it but still we're we're thinking about it if you can alleviate that and have a conversation with somebody who can help you manage through the emotions and obviously give you technical advice as well but also just you know sort of again so much of it is is emotional so right right yeah it's um it's 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 an important relationship, I think. How often should people think be be, be thinking about their, their their personal finances when, when when they do if if they do have a budget set up and they have a savings plan and a financial plan? Is this something they should be thinking about every day or once a year? Sure, um, that's a great question. Um, I <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna defer it a little bit and say that it depends. Sure. Um, it, it depends. It depends on the client. Um, if if having a budget is a new experience, meaning yesterday they didn't have a budget and today they do because they're aspiring to achieve a certain goal, whether it's to pay down debt or to increase their savings or um, you know whatever it is, uh, you probably need to keep your finger on the pulse of that uh, with regularity. Look at it every day. Make sure that you're staying on track. Um, if it's not something that's new, um, you know, for example, you know, I, I love when, when my clients tell me, oh, you know, I've got, um, money automatically moving to my savings or, you know, my bills are automatically, you know, self-drafting to pay, um, to pay debt. Then, you know, you can maybe take your foot off the gas on that a little bit and maybe just look at it weekly or monthly or even quarterly, um, but uh, so it depends. I'm sorry that I don't have a, no, a better that's, answer for you, but um, <laughs> I think that's the truth of it. <laughs> yeah, I think that there's a lot of re- really great stuff in there. I think particularly the more that we can automate things and take our hands off the wheel and you know have it just automatically happen and paying bills and direct deposit and direct contributions and all that good stuff, then it does free us up to, to maybe look at it a less, a little bit less frequently, but, but yes, like everything in life, it it certainly does depend. (laughs) Well, Stacy, (laughs) Stacy, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? Okay. So, um, I, I, spoke briefly about the importance of, um, your relationship with a financial advisor. My, my, um, tip is financial advisors don't have a crystal ball. And um, so whether you're you know, looking for someone that is a great stock picker or someone that can help you with the plans, um, you know, planning for the future, like we talked about, um, it's important to develop that relationship because the, the more that you know, like, and trust your advisor and the more that they know, like, and trust you, um, you know, the better able everyone is to be able to develop a plan that will work for the client um, into achieving their goals. So um, I, I think uh, the relationship is more important than the crystal ball that they, as I said, don't necessarily have. Well, like that is great stuff. That definitely gets Come on. Come on. Stacy. thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? 
Well, my firm is uh, called Bright Investments, and our website is brightinvestmentsllc.com. And we're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash brightinvest. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Stacy your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to brightinvestmentsllc.com and find them on Facebook as well. I'll list both of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Stacy. Thank you so much for having me, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>